Welcome to the Factory of Sadness. Yes, that's right. You thought it wasn't going to happen, but it happened two weeks in a row. Heck yeah, we are back, baby. Let's get it. We're back for another week. Co-host, best friends, Josh Shankman. That's me. I See, I didn't have to introduce myself. See, now you guys understand why I'm not always like at the chomp ready to bite on that. You think though, even though that we're in person, like you, you see the delay, you feel the delay. Right, I'm looking at you the whole time. I'm talking, and yet it, it just doesn't. It does not. It's not happen. like it's Zoom where it makes sense. It's right. like we're right here, but you know, I still just don't know. Well, Josh, it's been a big week in sports. We have NBA free agency starting, and the first part of the 2022 season in the NBA has started, and training camps have all officially picked up in the NFL. The first official preseason game is tomorrow night or tonight. Dude, when you're listening this, so to this, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's the Steelers versus the Cowboys. Dak isn't going to play, unfortunately. As he shouldn't. He should take his time. We're going to get our first look at Micah Parsons, Najee Harris. He's Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's looking forward to seeing Mason Rudolph play, but uh, I am excited for football to be back on and running. Dude, I haven't been this excited for a football season, Max, in multiple years. I'm, I'm, t- I'm serious. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot of things put together. One is the Browns should be good, which always is exciting. Two is the always. Rookie you class. act like we should be used to it. <laughs> this is like a new thing. The rookie class this year is insane and should immediately have an impact for a lot of teams. And Especially have, outside of the quarterback position. Right, exactly. That's exciting. the key. That's the key. And you have a lot of big name players returning from injuries. You have Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, Nick Bosa coming back, you have Dak Prescott coming back. I was going to say, why don't you just keep naming 49 <laughs> players? Because there are a couple more. Right. So it'll be a great season, lots of fun to watch, and it's getting started right now. Yeah, Max, I just, I'm so excited, I can't even, I don't even want to wait, like, another day. I just want it to go now. The sad thing is we have preseason for three weeks. The actual season doesn't start until September, so we have a full month. Wait, what? The first, let's see, the first. Oh, is it a two-week break between the last game and preseason? The first NFL game in 2021, week one, is... You're not very swift at this, guys. Thursday, September 9th. Whoa. It's over a month from now. So we still have five weeks until week one. Yes, we do. Wow. Preseason week three is the 27th, 28th, 29th of August. Then there's a one-week break. No, two. Yeah, one-week break. And then it gets into Thursday night football. That's insane. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what, Max? I don't really care because I'm so excited. I just can't wait for it to come. And when it does happen, even if it takes a while, that just means I have 17 more weeks of happiness. There you go. Well, really, it turns into like 22. 17 plus playoffs, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, yeah, all of it. as I said, like 22. Anyways, Max, let's not talk about the NFL yet because we only have one division we're going to cover. Let's leave that, Max. This has been a super, super exciting last couple of days as NBA free agency, free agency, free agency, free agency has been off and rolling really hot, dude. Like, I didn't even know it was happening, and all of a sudden, bang, Twitter. And you texted me. Uh, yeah, I texted I was well, the like, first, the first thing that kicked it off, the biggest trade in a long time, Russell Westbrook to the Los Angeles Lakers. I, I even forgot about that because so much has happened. Since. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. In my recap, my notes of every trade that was important, I didn't even, I forgot about Westbrook. Okay, see, it wasn't even on that list you showed me. Westbrook isn't there. I think, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with it. Okay, but anyways, dude, Russell Westbrook to the Lakers is big time. 
Yeah, so the trade is Wizards are trading Westbrook 2024 second rounder, 2028 second rounder for the Lakers for Kuzma, KCP, Trez Harrell, and the 22nd pick in the draft. Which I think is fabulous for the Lakers outside of I would have tried to get rid of Marcus Hull instead of Harrell. I don't know if they would have taken it. I don't agree with that just because they proved that they couldn't use Harrell. I guess that's a good point. Which is crazy to me because he's so much better than I think other the biggest piece that they lost was KCP. Yes and no. He was very inconsistent. But when he was good, he was extremely good. I, w- I would agree. Uh, they also lost Alex Caruso this year, which just sucks. Yep. I love that guy. Yep. But before we get His into that, lobs wanna... to LeBron, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to keep talking it. about the implications of this. It's, I mean, this is a huge move. When you look at this team, though, the Lakers, let's dive into the Lakers real quick. This is a really interesting team. I now. see a lot of parallels between the team this year and the team last year. There's a lot of hype around these 30-year-old veterans. But the question is, can they stay healthy the whole season? And can they come together without experience? I think that's part of it. And I think the, the bigger part of it to me is how they're going to work on the floor together. They made a lot of noise last year, even when they weren't playing their best, because they played really good defense. Feels like... You know, I mean, Russell Westbrook isn't exactly known for his defensive aptitude, right? Um, if LeBron and AD aren't full go, that's hard. Um, and then the also Wayne Ellington as your starting shooting guard. I don't know how you feel about that as a Los Angeles Lakers fan. So that combined with the bigger, the biggest thing for me is I'm going to be really interesting, interested to see how this team ends up shooting because this is not a strong shooting team right now. There are only three or four guys right now that are above average shooters from behind the line. And the majority of them are on the bench. Right, exactly. I mean, all of a sudden, your best three-point shooter in the starting lineup is probably LeBron James. Oh, yeah. It, the starting lineup right now is Westbrook, THT, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Marcus Gasol. So it's definitely LeBron, because I don't think THT can shoot. I don't believe so. And AD's okay. But he's not going to be a... He's not going to stand on the wing and shoot. That's what Correct. they need. And they have none of it. I, I don't know. I wish they... And maybe they tried and it didn't work out. I wish they made a hard push for Duncan Robinson. Yep. Like a hard push. That would have been a perfect Because Duncan Robinson with LeBron James would be one of the most... It's it's like Kyle Korver, except LeBron and Kyle Korver didn't get to play together until Kyle Korver was 35. Well, and especially with the Westbrook move, having a great facilitator. They need, they need one. Exactly. I, I 100% agree. Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Oh, it's going to be one of the most insane fast break teams oh. ever oh my Triple god it's unbelievable. <laughs> ad lebron and russell westbrook are just gonna go crazy well and you have malik monk on the bench now if they weren't oh exciting enough it's gonna be insane it just is gonna be how well they do do they mesh and can they play good enough defense to compensate for the fact that they're probably not gonna shoot the ball that well i'd be really interested to see what additions they make midway through the season to kind of compensate for that they've got to sign in my opinion a guard who can shoot reliably. Yeah. Other than that, though, this team seems primed for success yet again. The question is, can they be healthy? But in terms of impact on the court, probably not so big, but maybe storyline-based, the greatest signing, Carmelo, to the Lakers, Uh, playing with LeBron for the first time in their 20-year career. It's so funny because it feels very Blake Griffin to the Nets last year-esque, right? Except... 
I think it's different in that Blake Griffin ended up showing he could still be a guy. Melo's not going to be a guy at all. As of now, they're saying that he's going to play a significant role for the first part, but once they see that he's way out of The only thing ability. he's going to be able to do is shoot three. Like He's going right. to help because he can shoot, but it'll be... It's not as crazy as it feels, just like it was for the Nets with Blake Griffin. Right. That being said, just like I said with the Nets, it's very interesting from an optics perspective. Does this change how you feel about LeBron if he wins a title with this team? To me, not as much because he's already won and proved it, whereas KD with this team is a different story. I would also say no just because this isn't as talented. These players are all Agreed. far out of prime. Agreed. KD is surrounded by players who are younger and reaching oh, prime, if not currently in the prime. Agreed. But, Max, this Lakers team should be fun to watch. Underrated signing for them is Kendrick Nunn yes. for five mil a year in two yes. years. Really, really strong signing because he can score. Yes, and he's had a lot of really good years, but he has been pretty much out of the blue, out of... Well, Whatever the I word believe is. he Spotlight. has some not great character uh, attributes, which is why he's had a problem with the Heat and before. So There you go. But based on his talent on the court. Plus, who knows? Malik Monk could end up being really strong for them as yeah. well. He, he's good. He's, he's very good. good. He just has been playing on the Hornets. Right. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, does him working with, you know, three of the best players of the past 10 years, you know, help yeah. him get to a next step. It'd be interesting. Speaking of the Heat, let's move to them and talk about the moves dude. that they made. They did it. They oh, signed and traded dude. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler. They got P.J. Tucker. Victor Oladipo is going to come back. They got Markeith Morris. Most importantly to me, other than Jimmy Butler, the max, huge contract. Ma- okay, I love Jimmy Butler. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of money for Jimmy money. Butler. Yeah. Duncan Robinson, five-year, $90 million. Dude, Paid, man. That's the most ever for an undrafted free agent. And I've never seen an undrafted free agent who deserves it more than this dude. I mean, he, every team should have been trying to sign him for five years, 90 mil. Every single one of them. It's a steal when you think about his impact on the court. It's unbelievable. He he does more for the game than a lot of Supermax stars do. Because he can spread your floor like nobody else. And he doesn't make dumb plays he doesn't make dumb plays he's efficient he shoots the three he's ball efficient that's the definition insane he's rate the definition exactly and he plays solid defense yeah that's the other thing like he plays solid defense he's not an incredible defender he's not an i don't even know if i'd say above average but absolutely average and when you think about that combined with the fact that he shoots so so well from three perfectly or in a way that perfectly would translate to basically any offense it's unbelievable that that's all they had to pay him, to me. Yeah, and the addition of Kyle Lowry, like we were talking about with Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. It's interesting. They have a true facilitator now. Right. It's interesting, though. I don't know what that's going to look like for this team, especially with Oladipo as well. Yep. Right? I feel like you know Duncan, Jimmy, and Bam are going to start, right? So are you going to go uber small and put in Oladipo and Lowry? And let P.J. Tucker come off the bench. It's going to be really interesting to see how this Heat team runs. Because they have a lot of really talented pieces. And I don't know how they're going to put it all together. Also, key for their season, in my opinion, is which Tyler Hero are you going to get. Yep. They have a lot of small shooters who are very inconsistent. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. I love Victor Oladipo, too. But that guy <laughs> has not just not been the he's same also, the past it's, three it's years. the injury. If he's healthy, though. Yep. This could be a really dangerous and Heat team. He that showed said, flashes. How dangerous. He showed no. flashes. His great defense came back immediately last season. 
but yeah. the injuries just consistently player. coming he back. He fits with this team. Oh, for sure. I just it's gonna be really interesting to see how they work it out on the court. Yep. All right, but let's I, I, I love I love their moves. Let's go to one of my next favorite free agencies, the Chicago Bulls. I say right now we're just doing the winners of free right, agency. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we don't yeah. need to do that. No, 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 no. Agree. Um, it's interesting though, because how far is this team gonna really gonna get you? Why don't you summarize for everybody listening, and then we can talk about it. So the Spurs sent Demar Derozan, signed and traded him to the Chicago Bulls. They signed Lonzo Ball to a big contract and Alex Caruso. This is a lot of big name signings, not necessarily well, big production. I don't know about Alex Caruso being a big well, name. Big signing. name in the fact that like he's Maybe very big famous. meme. Exactly. <laughs> he's very well known. He's not going to have a strong enough impact. He's going to be, I mean, in my opinion, he's a, he's a guy who can be the sixth man of the year yeah. at a certain point in his career. At most. Right. That's his ceiling. <laughs> that's, that's his what I'm prime. Saying. Right. Um, it's, it's interesting because this is a young Bulls team and this feel, these feel like a lot of win now moves. Maybe this is trying to position them for a year down the line. But in that case, why are you grabbing DeRozan? Right? I mean, it's interesting. It feels like now they're giving up on Kobe White. It's hard to see Patrick Williams developing too much with this team now. But very much so possible at the same time. It's very interesting. Because now you're going to see a three-guard rotation of Lonzo and Levine starting. With Kobe White as the backup. So that feels like a quick give up. DeRozan as your forward. And then what, Patrick Williams plays the four, I guess. And Vucevic at the five. Exactly. It's a solid lineup. And Caruso They'll... plays that, that that fourth guard. It's just right. interesting. I, I don't know quite how it's all going to come together. And let's not forget, they also drafted Io DeSunmo, who's a great... He was a great prospect coming out of college. He's a guard. It's a, it's a crowded room. It's a very crowded room of... Semi-talented players. I was going to say, that's the thing. Like, what is... Plus, if they return Lori Markkinen. Yep. That's the part. talks about. Yeah. Um, Lori Markkinen, it, thoughts are that he's going to be out. He At this point, I feel like he has to be. If they're going to commit to Patrick Williams, they've had him for a while. And he's been... He's shown flashes, Laurie? but he hasn't... Yeah. He's crappy. <laughs> he's a player who, who... Like, if I'm the GM, I'm looking at him like, God, I don't want to trade him away because that would suck and I know he's talented. But there's no way he's going to succeed on this team. If he's going to succeed, it's going to be elsewhere. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, agreed. I just don't see... My thing with this is... Who, I just don't see what the ceiling is on this team. I, I think the ceiling is a 7 or 8 seed. I was going to say, I think the ceiling is a 6th. In which case, like... Is this really what you want to be doing as an organization? You're trying to chase a ring. You always are. DeMar DeRozan is a great player, but he's scored as much as he has because there's been nobody else on the Spurs team. Yeah. So what's gonna happen? Is he actually gonna play well, or is he just gonna be that we have nobody else to score, and, so he's gonna score? Even if he does, like, what's the point? Right. Like, you as to me, this Bulls team should be trying to develop their young players in the hopes that they turn into superstars, in the hopes of winning a ring down the line. This feels like you're cutting off that development and saying, "Nah, screw that." But but now, what are you doing? And that's what you're seeing with the Cavs. They're not... They could have easily made big splashes, but they are focusing on their young players. Which is important because also... I mean, this core looks good to me. Okoro, Garland, Mobley. That's a strong trifecta possibly in the future, but you have to let them play and figure it out. 
And right? it's gonna it's gonna be rough at the start, which yeah. is what you saw last season. Exactly, but you also saw them progress yep. in different ways. So it'll be interesting, especially if we get rid of Sexton, um, with Jared Allen returning, seeing how they split up minutes with him and Mobley. Um, I, I expect them if, to be Twin Towers and start at the same. I do, I do too. Um, it could be really interesting to see whether Dylan Windler is healthy, what that yes. means. Um, you know, since he hasn't been healthy for the two years since we've drafted him. I, it's just, the Cavs are really interesting, but they have not done anything interesting in free agency. So let's save that for another time. Yeah. Any other teams that you want to mention before we move on? Um, I think the, the Knicks deserve a small mention. I don't think they're a big winner, but they're a small winner. They kept the same team that was, what, the fifth seed last year? Yep. Or the fourth seed? Um, and added Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. Well, I think they gave up Reggie Jackson Bullock, one of the two. Reggie Bullock, yeah. Like that feels like a pretty solid offseason. That's a just a straight improvement. Right. I don't I don't really see like that's a they're a championship level team yet, but that's a good offseason. Nothing yeah. crazy, just solid and you hope this feels like a this feels like an offseason for the Knicks that's saying let's see what we actually have. Make an improvement for our roster so it's not throwing away, but let these guys prove what they can actually do to me. Agreed, and there's no longer pressure for Derrick Rose to be the starting point guard, or for I don't even know who started for them this year. You know, I don't really know, but that's okay. But Kemba Walker fills that hole with a solid veteran presence. I agree. So I agree. Yep. Um, I think a couple other things I want to mention. Number one, um, the Hawks resigned both Trey and John Collins, which is very big, um, and I expect them to be very competitive next year as long as they stay healthy, because they have. A lot, as we've talked about many of times, a lot of young, young talent that has a lot of potential. And given what they did last year already, another year of Trey and Herder developing, plus health from Reddish and Hunter, could be dangerous. Um, but I have a couple losers that I'd like to give since we were only talking about the Go winners. Ahead. But before we do that, a uh, couple of other notable things. Curry... Got like $54 million a year for the next four years. He's the first person to sign multiple $200 $200 million contracts. It's insane. And the Warriors signed Auto Porter, which is small, but another really good depth team for a team that seems like they're going to be, unfortunately, in title contention again. As long as they're healthy. which Of course, which has been their issue (sighs) all the time. Um, And then, dude, Shea Gilgis-Alexander also got... Freaking paid. I was surprised about that, but they don't have anybody else to spend it on. It's I think it, that... I think it makes sense. I just hope they front loaded it. Right. Because yeah, they're garbage right now. But in the, the amount future. of uh, draft picks that they have, it's very clear that they're future focused. Yes, which is smart because there's no way this team that they have presently constructed is going to be um, strong. No. Right. No. Um, the other couple mentions: um, the Suns and the Nets and the Bucks. Basically, are all just saying the same. And the Clippers, right? Those are four of the bigger contenders, and they've done nothing. But they've also lost nothing, basically. So, other than, of course, Kawhi is currently not re-signed. But the assumption is he's going back. So, I think that's really interesting, but nothing super significant. Um, The Grizzlies have also done nothing, which is uh, not good, but that's different. Um, Losers of free agency so far. Number one to me is Boston Celtics. I don't know what they're doing. They haven't made any moves. I, I I don't understand what they're trying to do with their team. Yeah, I, it's clear that last season they were not good. <laughs> I was say, and this is a team that has has two of the best young stars in the league, and I don't know what they're doing. Not to mention, I guess he's not the coach anymore, but one of the league's best 
coaches. <laughs> right. Minds, right. I mean, it's just that the team feels like a, an organization without any direction. Yep. And it's like, seriously, you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and you are doing nothing. Yep. Literally nothing. So that's my first loser. My number two loser, the Dallas Mavericks. They're still not giving Luka any help. Like, what's up with that? This guy's literally putting on a show in in the Olympics right now. Absolutely dominating a team led by some random people from Slovenia. Imagine what he could do on an NBA team if he actually had help. Right. Um, and then there was one other loser that I am forgetting. Oh, my other loser is... You know what? I'm actually going to save it for later. For a Believe the Hype. All right. <laughs> Then with that, anything else in the NBA that you want to discuss? A couple notable guys left on the board for free agency. Kawhi Leonard, obviously, although we think he's going to the Clippers, so it's not much to talk about. Um, Danny Green, still available. He could be a really solid pickup for a team looking for some shooting help. But he's still, you know, is a little shaky and nobody wants him that much. Um, and then the other one that I want to mention is Reggie Jackson's a, a free agent right now. And that dude played like, cr- like crazy in the playoffs with the clips this past year. So it's interesting to me that he has not been signed yet. So that's it. All right. Then let's go into the NFL for our next division. Before we get into the division, anything NFL that you want to talk about? Uh, you know, I could, I could bore everyone with the reports that every single rookie quarterback from the draft is looking good in camp. Uh, but no, <laughs> I don't think I have anything, man. Uh, oh, yes, I do. Quentin Nelson is injured, and that yes. sucks. I, I forget. Is he out for the year? Five to 12 weeks, same as Carson Wentz. That's, oh, yeah, the Colts are just screwed. Um, Jacob Eason time, I guess. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> Let's go into the AFC West. Starting, as always, bottom to top. Josh on the bottom for me is the Denver Broncos. They have seemingly very little direction of where they're going. They have two quarterbacks in contention, Drew Locke and Teddy B. I'll let you go, and then, and then I'll, I'll interject with my thoughts. They have Von Miller coming back on defense, which should be a great comeback, and Cortland Sutton should be back on offense as well, which he's already looking great in training camp, but... Uh, it's just a continuous rebuilding phase right now for the Broncos. I think it's interesting that they're the worst the worst team, in your opinion. I think they have one large hole. And the problem is it's, it's really large. <laughs> that being said, it's also kind of got a safe floor. I'm not sure I would say this is the worst team in the division to me. Um, I think their offensive weapons are spectacular. Um, I think their offensive line is meh. That being said, I have strong questions about, obviously, their quarterback position and their run game as well. Um, but the defense is, should be, you know, adequate for an okay team. Um, and I think that, I don't know. I, I think it's all quarterback play dependent, right? But they have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, who played outstanding last year, uh, and Noah Fant for their quarterback to target. So they have the the weapons necessary. Um but I don't, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Why do you think they're worse than the other two teams? Uh, it comes down to the quarterback position. For me, the next team up has a worse defense. There's not much question about that. But if their quarterback can play as well as he should, 
then they'll be higher. For me, Drew Locke, Teddy B cannot lead this team to any significant success. I understand. But okay. like you said, if you toss an Aaron Rodgers, a Deshaun Watson, this is a Super Bowl contender. That's team. what I'm saying. In which case, I'm saying, I think Teddy Bridgewater's floor on this team is a is a six and eleven team, seven and ten team. In which case, I guess you're saying this is one of the best divisions in football, or most competitive, I guess. Uh, yes. Maybe not best. It is up there. Interesting. Okay, so who's your next team, Max? Uh, before I have them winning seven, eight games, something around there. So the next team up is the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think there's much question with that. Uh, Interesting. Keep going. What? <laughs> no, keep going. I just this this the three teams that aren't the obvious are very interesting to me. Because right. it's a lot of X factors. Interesting. I don't think it's as many. X- I think the bottom two are a lot closer than the third. You go. Uh, you just you go, and then I'll explain my thinking. The Raiders, Derek Carr has shown really good seasons, but he's also... So did Mariota for a game. <laughs> right. He's had some injury issues, and he's been inconsistent as a whole. He has great pieces around him. Josh Jacobs is an incredible running back. Henry Ruggs proved that he's a great first or great receiver, but he has to be put into that first receiver place, which he is. Yeah, already. see, I think I think great weapons is a, is an exaggeration. I don't I don't buy into it on this team to be no. honest. I think Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs are spectacular. I think Ruggs left a little bit to be desired last year to me, and I think after those three, there's not much on this depth chart that's enticing. I think John Brown has the opportunity to be a solid third receiver, to be that not great statistics-wise, but a very consistent and very... Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. I also think we've been saying that for five years (laughs) with him. (laughs) I just, I feel like there's always something that that falls apart for him, whether it's his health or the situation or he just doesn't perform. Um, I, I just don't, I'm not overwhelmed by positivity when I look at this offense. The thing that stands out to me is that they have a quarterback, a running back, and a tight end who are all established. Yes, yeah. That's very fair. Very fair. And they have a decent defense. Yeah. On the opposite side, they have some good-name players. Casey Hayward Jr., Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Morg, the rookie. They should all be really good. Yannick Ngakwe should have a great season with them. Gerald McCoy, they just signed today. I think that'll be a great veteran presence. As long as he's healthy, he's a great defensive tackle. Yeah, I agree. He'll fit in really well. There it is, the obligatory yawn. Um, he'll fit in really well as a rotational piece there. He will. I have them winning nine games just ahead of the Broncos, something around there. They're pretty much interchangeable for me. But the next team up, I have... Have we been doing a- X-Factors and biggest questions? No, you just skipped white right through it, but we can go back to it. Oh, we should go back <laughs> after we after you finish. With okay. The next up, uh, it's a wild card team. For sure, for me, if not borderline wild card. Okay. Los Angeles Chargers, they have the second strongest offense, no doubt. Uh, Justin Herbert should take a leap I, unless see, he this has is, a Baker. This is where season. it is for me. I just literally, I just see Baker Mayfield written all over him, which I think is which is why I'm saying it's interesting. I think your take on the other two teams makes a lot of sense. Um, I just can't get this feeling out of my head that Herbert is going to do exactly what Baker Mayfield did in year two. Yeah, and it's very possible. It's a lot of similarities. You have Scary a new, similarities. You have a new coach. You have a running back coming back. They you both have, came in after Tyrod Taylor right. <laughs> got injured in week three. And you have both players had great teams around them with all the pieces. It's just can they get over that sophomore slump pump? 
Right. So that that was smooth. that was good. That was really I like good. That. The defense I think, also. I think be if Herbert plays right. again like he did last year, you're absolutely right. I just there's something there's this feeling I got where he's just not gonna. Yeah. And I hope I'm wrong, because he's super fun to watch. Yeah. But I just have this feeling. But when you look around, they really did a great job of yes, filling the holes. They got a much better offensive line than they did last year, and their defense, as long as they're healthy, is looking like it should be competent. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, those were the biggest issues. That's why they lost so many games. There's only so much that Herbert could do when the rest of his team was well, falling apart. I was going to say, and they, the amount of close games this team lost last year was unbelievable. I think they lost six games by one score. Yeah. Where they were leading. Yeah. So if they're able to close, this team should be a wild card team. I would agree. That being said, I just can't... I don't know if he's going to do it again. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I just get such Baker Mayfield vibes. Yeah. I would say coming out, he is more established than Baker was. He also had a lot more time to play. Correct. And just his talent seems more developed than Baker's the first year. Baker, it seemed, was a little fluky. And maybe that's just because we aren't used to it as I think it's fans. just because we're unused to it. He still he played 13 games as well. Did he not? Did he? I thought he came in in week three versus the Jets. Was that week three? I thought so. And then he came in and he also set the rookie touchdown right. record. I mean, like, it's insane. And then they both got good weapons surrounded, surrounding them the next year and a lot of hype about them doing really well. And then they got new coaches, and they don't have great defenses. And I just, I'm feeling it everywhere. Yeah. All it got to take to me is one injury to the offensive line, and he's screwed. Yeah, it's very possible. If he's healthy, I have them winning 12 games, which will be a wild card spot. Uh, but like you said, it might not happen. I, I, I just... Dude, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I can't get this feeling out that he's going to do exactly what Baker did in year two. Yeah. Which, in case, the Chargers, you can be excited for year three because that's <laughs> what happened with us. There you go. There you go. Well, heading to the final team, no question, the number one team in the AFC. Not even a doubt. AFC. The, the question is, are they going to be 15-2 and two or 16-1? and one? Exactly. <laughs> or maybe 14-3 and three if they stink. Yeah, I mean, they're running it back. They have a better offensive line. They've gotten players on defense. They look even better than they do last year. And I was going to say, this is the same team, but better. Not to mention, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will be developed. He knows what he's doing. He knows his role in the team a lot better. There's no reason that this team shouldn't win at least 15 games. Yeah. I mean, Max, go find me a hole on this roster. I mean, I seriously. Like, find me a hole. You have weaknesses on the defensive side, but Correct, not a hole. but not a hole. No. Right? You wish you had a couple more, a couple stronger playmakers. And maybe you wish you had one better receiver. Right? Like, maybe you wish, you know, maybe Pringle should be your fourth. And Hardman should be your third. And you wish you had a a better two. But with the way this offense functions, it doesn't matter. They're so fast. And Mahomes can put a ball wherever it needs to be. In whatever position his body is, even if he's freaking horizontal, then it doesn't matter. Did you see his behind-the-back pass? No, I don't want to see it. Train cap, no. in the back, probably oh like God. 15 yards. You're joking. Spot on, probably. Oh, uh, well, I mean, Clyde had to slow down. There was no defense, but yeah. <laughs> but a lot better than he should have. That's insane. He's just, un- he's a freak. 
He's you, literally. You look a freak. at this defense and you wonder how much of an impact Tyron Matthew has truly had because they don't have big names other than Chris Jones. They don't have big names. Correct. And Frank Clark. And Frank Clark. They've. They don't have. But. <laughs> they've done. Tyron Matthew has done such a good job of leading this defense to be He's exactly what they needed to be. Yep. And developing the young cornerbacks. They were a lot better than they should have been last season at the quarterback position. Cornerback position. I agree. I think Max, this is without a doubt the best team in the AFC, and I think they're just primed for a Super Bowl championship this year. And will like, it happen? Who knows? And not on any given Sunday, but they're so good, and there's like no holes. Like we've been saying for a while, it's what team has a chance to beat the Chiefs in the AFC. It's not who's going to yes, be the number one. Exactly. Seed. It's who will be there right next to them, trying to beat them. Yep. And who has the best shot at doing that? Right. So I. Max, this team is going to be fun to watch as it always is. And Andy Reid is going to have a lot of hamburgers. And Mahomes is going to have a lot of fun. And week one, you can best believe it, we're going to hand their asses to them. I hope you're right. <laughs> as long as it's close, I don't care. I don't want us to overreact on one week. I would say win or lose if we come out, Playing all well. the important players are healthy, and they understand that a loss is okay, it's fine. I agree. Well, that's what I'm saying. As long as we don't overreact and the media doesn't overreact. Like, if we get blown out, that's going to suck and I'll be worried about the state of our season. Yeah. We shouldn't be, but there's a, it could do that to a team with as much hope as we have. But, Max, without further ado, let's go back and do an X Factor and a biggest question since we skipped that. And then we'll talk uh, MVP and X Factor of the division. All right. Uh, so X Factor for the Broncos – Quarterback position. I say Drew Locke, period. Yeah. Right? I think Teddy Bridgewater, you're pretty confident with what you're getting. You're getting a 500 season because yeah. he's got a good roster. Yeah. Drew Locke has shown flashes of being insanely good, but that's only been about 6% of the time. 94% of the time, he looks like he's going to be complete garbage. So, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, if you watched, if the only Broncos game you watched all season was when they played the Chargers. You'd be convinced that this is a dark horse candidate for yeah. contention. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you watch the rest of the season, you'd say, okay, this team is going to be 500, maybe a bit worse. The biggest question for me is, is Drew Locke still on the roster at the end of the season? Agreed. Because that impacts their future as well. And I think if they give up on Drew Locke, they need to toss the year. Yeah. To me. You're not going to have a chance to make the playoffs with Teddy B. Yeah. Unless and, he has a or, or they'll make or... the Or they'll make the playoffs, but they're not going to win. No. Right? So to me, that says, look, all, almost all of this roster is young, right? Von Miller is basically the only player on it that's old. If it gets to a point where you're clear that Drew Locke is not going to be the guy and you don't think you're going to end up with a quarterback next year, you know, you got to toss the year because you want either – the best quarterback in next year's draft class or the best trade piece you can for someone like Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And right? if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're looking at this team with wide eyes. Uh-huh, as you should be because it's got all the exciting weapons, a good offensive line, a great organizational history, and a very solid defense. And you look at it and you think, Peyton Manning won here, won a championship at the end of his career, exactly. and then retired. It I literally could be, it could be the exact same thing. Yeah. And you know John Elway would, would make it happen, right, oh, for if, sure. it, if it got in front of his face. Or if Deshaun Watson doesn't end up getting canned, 
could work there as well. This is easily the most attractive destination. I'm going to change my question. Unless unless Tua uh, sucks, (laughs) then I think Miami's more attractive. The biggest question for me is which quarterback they're able to have next season. Yeah. Unless, of course, Drew Locke shocks the world. To me, if you don't have Rodgers or uh, Deshaun Watson, it's a loss. Next year? I think they have to get I mean, what, and, Unless Drew Locke goes ballistic. <laughs> Even so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't disagree. Include him in the trade. But it also could be... Um, I mean, they could get the top draft quarterback from next year. I don't know who that is yet. I, I haven't paid attention. But for all you know, there's another guy, probably not as good as Trevor Lawrence, but up there who could who could be that quarterback of the future but yes max i would agree i think that's my question as well because i don't think this year is going to be significant for them in any way so i would agree i think that the biggest question is what does the quarterback position look like at the end of the year slash after free agency and i hate to do this but it's a very similar question to me for the las vegas raiders is the Derek carr oh, see, experiment over? i think it's is this team over because they don't have a lot of young talent Right? Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs, and who else is a young talent on this team? But that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is I Derek Carr continue to be the quarterback. I know. I'm saying my my question. This What's the core of this roster right now? You barely even see it to me. I would have had the Raiders as the worst team in the division. I don't see this team as going anywhere. So do you give up and rebuild after the season? Do you continue to try and make it happen? That's That's, that's the question for me. And their X factor is Derek Carr. <laughs> I don't even know. Like I don't. I don't. Honestly, you could you could put it as their coaching stuff. I'd say John Gruden maybe. Mike Mayock. They have not been as good of a duo as they were hyped up to be. Of course they weren't. Who did you actually think they would be? Good. Um, yeah, I don't. I just don't see anything that makes me go. Yeah, this team has got potential in the future. Anywhere on the roster. Yep. So, I, I don't know what they're going to do. So, my question is, uh, what the heck is going on in Las Vegas? That's that's my question. Next, heading on to the Los Angeles Chargers, how can they make sure that Justin Herbert does not have a sophomore slump? That's yeah. the biggest question. I was going to say, how do they protect yep. their quarterback of the future? Because, that's I mean, that's why they grabbed Rashawn Slater, right? Yep. Monster. They knew he had to be there. Um, and I they think signed the, Brian Beluga. Yeah. The X factor to me is is the coach, which is funny coming off the Raiders. But they their biggest flaw last year was that they couldn't close the game. Yeah. Does that change with this new coach? That's yeah. my biggest question. So is your X factor the coach? Or that's my X factor. Okay. Yes. My biggest question is how are they gonna protect Perfect. Justin? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And heading on to the Kansas City Chiefs, the biggest question is can they go undefeated? <laughs> I yeah. mean what what else is it gonna be? Uh, do you do some of your defensive players step up to make it elite? That's like the only other thing you can think of. X factor to me, actually, Mikkel Hardman. Mm. I think that guy, if he can put it all together, you're all of a sudden basically faced as a defense with two Tyree kills, which is like a nightmare, and I don't want to ever think about. The biggest X factor for me is Tyron Matthew. If he's able to keep being the leader that he is and leading this defense to success. Right. I mean, if they end up falling apart on defense, they're still going to be the best team, but their playoff is going to be a lot harder. Agreed. Well, and exactly. And I think it's it's a similar thought process to you need a, you want a good defense to make this the opposing team scared in the right. playoffs, right? That's why Michael Hardman's mine. 
if you have two guys that can absolutely take the top off of you at any time and are dangerous on underneath routes, you're screwed. They're already defenses are, are already basically screwed. I think the Chiefs are in such a good spot. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean they they have nothing to worry about. Well, all right. So here it is: the easiest question of any of the divisions, MVP of the division. Pat Mahomes. Done. X factor though. X factor for me is Drew Locke. Ooh. Are you saying it's uh, Justin Herbert? That's what I, I thought I was going to go with that. Yeah, but the I thing think Drew to Locke me is, is I think their Drew Locke's an interesting call because if he does perform super super well, that is a contending team. Right, that and they're fighting with the Chargers for that wild card spot, or possibly not going to happen. So, have you officially bumped teams. your Raiders down to the worst team in the division? No. Okay, I was just checking because it's because I don't I don't think he's going to get there. I see. But what you're if saying. he does, that's why he's here. Sorry, I understand. I'll probably go with Justin Herbert because I think it matters more and is more relevant. But I I do agree to Drew Locke at an extent. I like how it's all quarterbacks. It all comes down to quarterbacks. Everything in the world. Yeah. Uh, That's a smirk a, on your face. There's what a is headline on ESPN right now. Dan Orlovsky makes a hypothetical trade where the Packers would acquire Michael Thomas in exchange for Jordan Love. That Why does that actually make a decent amount of sense? <laughs> With Obviously, there would have to be a couple first-round picks in there. I don't know about a couple. At least yes, some at least one. heavy compensation. It would probably have to be a first-round pick and a couple smaller picks. But if you're Michael Thomas, you want out of New Orleans. There's no reason for you to And stay. frankly, I don't really think New Orleans wants him right now. He's such He's a, a headache. Yeah. He's such a headache. He wasn't even on the field last year. And if you get a quarterback of the future, because you know it's not Winston or Hill, that's not bad. Jordan Love got to sit by Aaron Rodgers for an entire year. The issue is he didn't get to play because he was Correct. That being said, they did. Get some looks in training camp if they were actually serious about that. I would say this is a trade that happens next offseason if they decide to bring back Aaron Rodgers. Say, we will bring yeah. him back and we will bring in Michael Thomas. I don't think it'll happen this season. I agree. I also think it's a Madden trade. Yeah, I think it's, it's it, never going to happen. It, this wouldn't even happen in Madden. No, no <laughs> coach in Madden would say, Well, you'd you have to add, yeah. up, uh, add up a couple first-rounders. I guess they don't get uh, character traits in Madden. Exactly. <laughs> so That is right. All right, Max. Well, without further ado, let's move off from that division. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, We're not ending the podcast. I'm just saying for the last division in football. AFC North, possibly one of the best this season. I think it's the second best division in all of football. With the potential to be the best. Yep. But, Max, let's get into Believe the Hype or Psych. I will start us off because I only have two because I forgot to prepare this week. Josh, okay. believe the hyper psych after the first couple of days of free agency, the Lakers are back to being title favorites. Um, God, that's hard. I think the question becomes, are you bought in on Russell Westbrook making a big enough difference that they usurp the Nets to me? Right? The Nets have the big, what, four at this point? Five? Who even knows? I think the answer is yes. That being said the Nets are still going to be right up there when it comes to title contenders. I'm saying no for title favorites, but I expect them to make a title run. I think they're West favorites. I would even say no on that. I, I Who's your West favorite? The Suns or the Jazz still. Wow. I They will be the third or the fourth seed in my mind, and they will make it... Yeah, that's because they don't care about that. As far as possible, season. exactly. Yeah, I think they're 
they'd be my favorite to win the West right now. Not in terms of number one seed. I'm saying coming out of the West in the playoffs. I think they're, if, they're the favorite. If everything, this is, I think they are one of the bigger hit or miss teams. Just because if it everything depends on goes what your right. definition of hit is. I think they're going to be really good. Period. Right. The question is, if you're saying championship, yes. I think they're either championship or first two rounds out. They will be in the playoffs. Yeah, they're not going to lose in the Western Conference Finals. No way. No. Well, the the question is, does Russell Westbrook help him or hurt him? Because the first half of the Wizards, he hurt them a lot. A lot. Second half, he helped them a lot. I agree. So which Russell Westbrook are you going to get? Agreed. Agreed. Also, health is a huge Well, yeah, of course. But I try not to go into that unless it's like a really injury-prone player like Carson Wentz. Throwback to when someone tried to tell me Carson Wentz was an injury problem. That was funny. <laughs> Anyways, Max. Uh, believe the hyper psych. At the end of his contract, his rookie contract, Zion will not be on the New Orleans Pelicans after this offseason. Believe the hype, especially with the loss of Lonzo Ball. With the loss of Lonzo Ball, with the addition of who? Anybody? Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe? No, they got rid of Eric Bledsoe. Uh, they got... Yeah. Uh, I don't remember, but they got right there. You you figure. I'll look. It's it was in the Jonas Valanciunas trade. I thought. Am I going crazy? Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. Jonas Valanciunas. Right. They, they got... sent away Bloodso and Adams and got back Valanciunas. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they didn't get Bloodso. No, they didn't. Or are you saying that's the biggest addition? Is that they got rid of Bloodso? <laughs> uh, no, I don't expect him to stay. I think he will find crazy good contracts with another high market. Team. Oh my god! If he goes to the Knicks. It's going to be ballistic. I would say Knicks are favorites. I would, if the Celtics get their shit together, I would say Celtics are favorites. Yeah, the, the Pelicans' only addition is uh, Devontae Graham. Yeah. They're not doing enough. They're in rebuild mode, and he's, I want to win now because I can win now. Yeah, well, they have Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Not to mention a number of other, like, eh, pieces. But it's like, what? Huh? What Where's you your doing? young point guard? Who what are you guys doing right teams? now? Exactly. Get Colin Sexton, then we can talk. Honestly, could work. Although he's a little bit too ball heavy, I think. It he's could a, work. He, because he's had to be. That's the issue. Yes and no. I, I really like Colin Sexton, and I think with the right coaching staff, he's in a really good spot. Uh, I also really like NAW. Yep. He's he's super talented. But no, I think it just feels like they're they're one move away from showing Zion that they care about him, and it feels like they haven't done that yet. Maybe that's next year, right? Because he has yep. another year on his rookie contract. Yep. But it's just interesting. I, I think he's not going to be there long. Also because he's going he's gonna to get so much money. Oh, yeah. oh, there's my yawn. So, as free agents <laughs> or as training camp has begun, there's been a lot of videos going around of these. Actually, I haven't seen many videos of Trevor Lawrence. I've seen almost zero. Which is really surprising. I like it. It's good, also a little concerning, considering how many videos we've seen of every other rookie quarterback. Yeah. Speaking of which... There's been a lot of crazy throws by Trey Lance. Josh, believe the hyper psych. Trey Lance, a week into training camp, is much closer to being a starter. Than who? Like, than he was. He has helped his starting argument. Sure, I think every quarterback does. But do you think there is a solid argument? No. I do not think he will be starting before midseason, before if mid-season. he starts at all. Would you say before, uh, before or after trade deadline? The, he starts? Yeah. Which week's trade deadline? I think it's eight. I don't know if it's different this year, but it's either eight or nine. I think the 49ers are going to try and stick with Jimmy G as long as possible. And they've been saying he's looked as good as he has since he got there. 
That being said, it's training camp, so what does that really mean? But I think it makes sense what they're trying to do. They want Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a very raw talent. In my eyes, if I'm a GM, I'm I'm asking my coach to let him sit and learn and let the game slow down as long as possible so that he's in a position to succeed. And I think interrupting that by throwing him into the mix in the toughest division in yeah. football where he's going to fa- have to face people like Chandler Jones and Aaron Donald yeah. is, is rough. So I think they're going to try and keep Jimmy G as their starting quarterback as long as possible. If he plays in the first half of the season, what it'll be is Jimmy G got is atrocious or he got hurt and they put him in in the fourth quarter. Agreed. And then they see him in the fourth quarter and they get excited or they're like, we're going back to Jimmy G. Yeah. What I'm hoping they don't do is to attack him. Yeah. You don't want to go off. And I don't think they will just because they're not relying on him to be their starter. Correct. The Dolphins were like, we have a good veteran, but he's not great. Yeah. And he's not going to take us Jimmy to where G we want to be. Jimmy G is miles ahead of Fitzpatrick. In terms of potential. In terms of potential. Obviously. Yes. Right. Um, I, yeah. So that's my answer. I don't know if I answered it and believe the hyperpsych <laughs> format, but I answered it. You answered it. Um, Max, believe hyperpsych. After the day one of free agency, you have no new candidates for uh, contenders. There's nobody, no. nobody new that makes you go, okay, these guys, this is an intriguing team that could make a run. No, and the only way that would have happened this year is if Kawhi Leonard left or if there was a massive trade. And the closest thing to a massive trade that you saw was, was going to the Lakers. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, no, the team that comes closest is the Bulls, except they're not going to go anywhere but, close. Right. They've made the most moves to improve their team, but it's not near. But their long. ceiling is like a fifth seed. Yeah. And so ceiling. That like, that's a strong ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that was kind of a bad question. I might, <laughs> have, to, I might have to make amends. Well, I don't have another, so if you have a third, toss it in now. Um, Max, believe the hyper psych, and I'm making this one up off the cuff. Ooh. Um, I love Josh. Well, it's been a little while since I've done improv, which is why it's taking a bit longer. <laughs> let's just let's go with this, Max. Believe I ever say the Raiders are the most irrelevant franchise in the NFL. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just going on a Raiders tirade this episode. Really episode. But Honestly, I think I'm going to give you my answer. I think they are. <laughs> they they're so irrelevant. It's not even funny. Well, ooh, actually, I think I found the contender. Who's that? The Texans. The Texans are relevant purely based off the Deshaun Watson Hubble Blue. Yeah, but if he if he leaves if he he leaves then yes i agree they literally have nothing except i think contenders for most irrelevant right now you have the panthers you have the Texans. okay but they have darnold that doesn't necessarily make them relevant it just makes them slightly more interesting because you have a new quarterback who has really sky high potential not sky high but (laughs) very high potential he was in a terrible situation i think everyone agrees with that yeah but when you look at the rest of the team uh so Texans, Raiders, Panthers we can put on fringe. And then toss in the Eagles on us. Oh, no, because of Jalen No, because of Hurts. Probably just the two of them. I mean, what uh, do you think? The only other one for me is the Lions as well. The Lions, I think Jared Goff is a big storyline. Okay, so then, yeah. Who is more relevant than the Las Vegas Raiders? But And the crazy thing is they're not going to be the worst team in the NFL by any stretch. No, but they're irrelevant. They're going to be a, such a mediocre That's team. what I'm saying. They have no potential to get a good draft pick. Yeah. They have no potential to win. And that's where they've been stuck. That's why they haven't improved. And that's why they suck. They haven't made a big splash. They're the one of the biggest markets in the 
USA. Right. And they haven't been able to do it. It's just crazy. And I think that's because of their coaching and their GM. Agreed. And they suck. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like the Jets were awful. And then they, and they were more them. relevant because right. they were so bad. They at least were, you know, had hopes. At and same with the Jaguars. The Jets and the Jaguars would easily be the most irrelevant, but they drafted their quarterbacks of the future. They drafted two of the most exciting players in the draft. Right. That's just like, what are you even doing over there? I would say the Falcons are very close to being that same way, save Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. And Matt Ryan's still good. Like, they're going to win games and look exciting. Do you think Matt Ryan has a future? Believe the hyper psych, Josh. Okay, okay. Matt Ryan has a future outside of Atlanta, considering he'll probably be out next season. It's, that's so tough because I, I want to just say he's, he's going to retire because I think he should. Well, he's still good. I don't want him to be that quarterback what that's quarterback hangs has on ever too done long. That? <laughs> ever a lot. Recently, none. Um, I don't. It'll be really interesting. Philip Rivers did. He didn't let himself get bad. He was pretty good last year. He was, yeah, he was pretty true. good last year. That's fair. Um, I, Although I, he's talking about making comeback. He's he's, he's not talking about it. He's <laughs> just staying in shape. It's no way. There's no way. His kids need him too much. He has like nine of them. Right. Um. I believe the hype because I think Atlanta's going to move on next year, and I think there's a big enough market for any veteran that has potential to take a team somewhere. Like, if the Broncos strike out, you're going to tell me they wouldn't be really interested in Matt Ryan? Oh, they if they can't get Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun that's Watson, what I'm saying. that's the perfect next option. Exactly. So and for Matt yeah. Ryan, that is the perfect option to prove that you can win. Exactly. So I, th- I think that's it. Yeah. Anything else? Ah, uh, No. My dad called us out for not having any fun endings. So no fun endings. I think we got to change that with a little song. That's fine. Are you going to count it down? Or... You yeah, count you, it count down. It down. you count oh, it down. You count it down. Oh, Jinx. No, you count it down. You count it down. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. Wait, I didn't do the digits, right? I did <laughs> three, three, goes two, three, two, two. two, two. <laughs> <laughs> How does it begin again? Just with the name. Oh, okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Roy Ken, Roy Ken. He's there. He's there, he's every fucking way, Roy Kent, Roy Kent. He's there, he's there, he's every fucking way.